back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast, or if you're new here, a very special welcome. I feel so, so grateful to have you here joining us today. Um, this episode is, we're just going to dive right in. It is an interview slash conversation I had with one of my very, very good friends, um, Jane Lyon, or Jane of 801 on Instagram. She is... <laughs> She is phenomenal. She is phenomenal. She's fucking amazing. I feel honored to even know her, let alone have her on the podcast. And I am just so grateful that I was able to bring her on and have her share some wisdom with you guys today. So I am still on a high from this conversation. My cheeks hurt from smiling. Like I got off the phone with her and I was like, I... Well, she texted me. She's like, now I'm feeling so inspired. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm feeling so inspired. I don't know what to do with myself because I'm just like on on such a high from what we talked about. And you're going to get so much through this episode just about her journey and spirituality and just uh, a lot of good stuff. I, I can't even explain it. So Without further ado, I'm going to let you guys listen in on this beautiful conversation that me and Jane had, um, and then I'll catch you guys back here after the interview is over. All right, guys, my Breaking Butterfly listeners, you're in for a treat, (laughs) and I'm not even going to start this introduction over again because I know every single time I do it, I will just start laughing and giggling literally out of pure joy because I'm so, so excited to have Jane on my podcast. Like seriously, you guys are in for the biggest tree. Jane Lyon is a spiritual coach. She is a yoga teacher. She is just a healer, a light worker, an energy worker, everything, badass fucking human being. And one of my really, really good friends. Um, and welcome. She's here. Say hello. I am so honored to be here. Holy shit. I can't believe that I'm here. Yeah. I literally just listened to your last episode this morning on my drive into the mountains. So I'm like your biggest fan here on the show. <laughs> Stop. Well, me and Jane are like each other's biggest fans. She is like my my number one supporter and uh, mm. internet BFF. When it's so funny because we met not even through mutual friends or anything, just through like the internet. And she lives like in Salt Lake City where we I grew up live. in the same town. <laughs> we grew up like in the same town, had no idea who each other were. And then I was talking about like raving to her and she's like, oh yeah, I used to go to Sky all the time. And that is like literally where I hung out every single week yeah. without yeah, yeah. fail. Which was like not my scene, but I had a lot of friends there. I had a lot of friends pulling me into the rave scene for years. And so as I'm hearing, like, especially your podcast with Henry, I was like, oh my God, we have cross paths. This is so weird. Yes. So weird. Because I literally, I literally searched in the Instagram search bar, confidence (laughs) coach. 
I'm not joking. What? That is how I found you. I don't like the universe has coincidences, right? Like this is a perfect example of how there is such a bigger, higher, like when I need something, I don't fucking search it on Instagram, but for some reason that day I did and I found you and you have done so much for me. Thank you so much. Unreal. I I think it's like a perfect example of like the right things find you when it's like time. It's kind of like you find a certain artist or you find a certain song or a certain book and you're like, oh my God, like this was in front of my face this whole time. Why did I never listen to this? Or why did mm-hmm. I never like read this? And then you read it and you're like, oh my God, because if I would have read this or listened to this or watched this two years ago, or if we would have met two years ago, mm-hmm. would we have the relationship that we have right now? So I think that's so funny. So fucking amazing. And I'm I just- know, Now we're just besties. Now we're just besties. I love it. Just so grateful to have you on the podcast. I have been wanting this mm-hmm. for so long. I say that every single time. I'm like, I've been wanting to do this for so long. And 2021 has been the year where I'm just like fucking doing it. So um, today we have a lot to dive into. You guys, this is going to be like I see it as like a part interview, like I'm definitely interviewing Jane, but I feel like we're just going to get into it and just talk about a lot of things, have conversation about um, any anything that Spirit feels called to let channel through us. But I have some, some topics, some questions. And the first questions that we have for you, obviously, we just want to get to know you. I want to get to know you even better. I know you a little bit, but we want to hear like, who are you? Where are you located? What kind of work do you do? What are you passionate about? What's your favorite food? Do you have a dog? I don't know. Anything you feel. <laughs> Any, anything you biography. feel. Yeah. Anything you feel inspired to share just so we get an idea of like who we're, who we're listening to here. Okay. Well, I'm Jane of one. My real <laughs> last name is Lion, Jane Lion. And, um, I grew up here in the mountains of Utah in a little, tiny little bubble community called the Cove, Mount Olympus, Mm -hmm. um, which is why we never met, because I just stayed in that little bubble for my 18 (laughs) years. Um, And I still live in Salt Lake. I did go to college in Oregon at the University of Oregon. So that was like one of the best things for me, because as you know, girl got to get out of Utah, find out what's outside of this place. It was so good for me. Um, but I did come home and um, like, I'm still in this like push pull relationship with Salt Lake City, especially being quarantined here. Mm-hmm. But most of my work is most of my in-person work that's not online is in the mountains. I was in Deer Valley this morning, Park City, you know, when Sundance comes around, I get all these fun clients and I go to Snowbird to teach my classes. So it's beautiful and sunny today. So I'm just like, today I'm digging Salt Lake. It's where I live. Yeah, I love that. Um, What else did you want to know about me? What do I do? Yoga teacher is kind of my first foremost. I teach yoga and meditation. That's kind of like my main mode. Um, it's the main thing that I do, but I have been a Reiki healer for about a year and a half. And then that led me into becoming an Akashic Records reader. And right now, like my highest excitement is 
like doing these, these, these healing situations, right? I'm like being really big healing sessions with Reiki and with the Akashic records and just holding space for people one-on-one, especially online. Um, it's been something that I've really grown into since 2020 started. Mm-hmm. And now it, I'm just cruising that way and it's just feeling so good. So that's mm-hmm. what I do. I love that. So did you start by just doing in-person like yoga and Reiki and stuff like that? And just recently you've moved into like the online space and more like coaching and virtual sessions. Yes. So the interesting thing about me is I started teaching meditation workshops first. Mm. Um, I was not yoga teacher certified yet, but I kept getting asked to sub classes and to teach private classes. And it was one of those things where I was like, I'm not certified to do this, but you all keep asking me to. So, which I know that like, I'm a big fan of like doing what you have experience in. Yes. Um, And then that led me to being like forced into going to do my YTT so that I could be more legit as a teacher. Um, And my Reiki was all in person. Mm -hmm. And when the pandemic started, I was like, I'm not teaching and I'm not supposed to touch people like what am I going to do? Yeah. And it was really hard. Like it was really stressful. And I tried to steer into online, but I had no idea how, like I, I was so uncomfortable with it, even though like I have a strong online presence. Yeah. I literally didn't know what to do. And I think the fun part of that is that's when I was like, okay, I've got all this time off unemployment coming in. I'm hiring a coach. My, one of my idols, her name is Sydney Campos. I just did the bold, one of the boldest things Mm. I did, like, hey, I want a discovery call. I want to work with you. I need help in my business. And um, her her first meeting is an Akashic Records reading. Mm. And I was like, hmm, I don't know what this is, but I've heard her talk about it. And I know that's what kind of what she does. So like, let's do it. And that same week I was supposed to have an Akashic Records reading. I heard my, my Buddhist teacher, my Rinpoche, start talking about Akashic Records readings. Mm-hmm. And then I hear it in like a yoga workshop, this girl's talking about it. So it's one of those really synchronistic things where I start working with her. She starts helping me strengthen my online presence, align my business. And then around the end of our car- container, she was like, I'm having a, a training for Akashic Records readers. And I was like, oh, I'm 100% there. Like it was like a full body, like I'm fucking, yeah. that's my next step. And that training showed me like, we can be so strong online and I can be just as powerful of a healer online than as I am in person. And Mm -hmm. that has been such a blessing of this last year because my reach is no longer just this little Salt Lake Valley. Yeah, It's, It's all over the world now. And I feel so lucky for that. Mm. Do you, do you think maybe in a way, um, it was almost like a blessing to be able to like push yourself to create that farther reach. Because if we didn't have the oh, pandemic, yeah. you probably would have just stayed in. 100% girl before the pandemic, I was teaching like three or four classes a day. Then I would go downtown and serve the lunch shift at a taco shop. Oh. And then I would go back up to like see a private or like, I was so burned out and like trying to make ends meet and like about to lose my girlfriend. Cause I was never spending time with her. And Mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, this isn't how I wanted it to be. Yeah. And almost like, how do I make it stop? And I remember thinking that like, how do I make this stop? 
because I don't know how to get out of this. It was like I was in the hole and 20 classes a week and serving lunch shift is the only way I'm going to make it. And like, then it all stopped, dude. (laughs) Then like literally like my prayer was answered and it was stopped. Mm. That was, it was seriously huge blessing in my life. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so it all stopped, but you didn't stop. You just, one of my favorite like quotes is pivot, don't pause. Right. Mm -hmm. So you took the stop, not as just like, oh, I'm going to stop everything completely. It just took you out of that schedule, that funk that you're in that hole. Mm -hmm. And you decided, okay, how can I completely transform this so that it works for me? Which is huge. (laughs) That moment was like, I'll never forget it. Like where I was, who was around, like every moment of like realizing everything, all my jobs are over. (laughs) The the most intense wave of trust came Mm -hmm. over me Mm -hmm. that I was like, I know I should be panicked right now, but I feel really, really secure about whatever is happening right now. I'm about to be so taken care of and redirected. And I went into surrender and I went into what the Buddhist woman would do, which is sit down and practice and practice and practice. And I got really serious about just my, my practice and sitting down and creating prayers for others. And after that, I was just guided right where I needed to go. Mm. I fucking love that. Wait, okay. So can we dive into that a little bit more? Of course. Word of trust. Because I think even even right now in the world, there's like still a lot of um, like we're we're slowly inching back to normal. Like some jobs are coming back, but there's still so much uncertainty and like struggle to find jobs and work and all of this stuff mm-hmm. and, and money issues. And I think a lot of people keep hearing people say, uh, like teachers or healers, like, just trust, just trust, just trust. Mm-hmm. And I feel myself and some of like my clients or others just being like, okay, but like how? Like, let's unpack that. Like, how do I actually trust? How do I actually surrender? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with this like balance of the masculine and feminine. So it sounds like you went deeply into your feminine once mm-hmm. realizing all of your jobs were gone. Mm-hmm. Most oh, yeah. people, most people would go into the masculine, into desperation, into mm-hmm. like it's not time to figure work. this out. Work, yeah. Mm-hmm. How if you can't even give us steps? Mm-hmm. How do we mm-hmm. actually like trust that everything? Okay. <laughs> so this is like an assignment I'll give to you and anyone who's listening because this is something my one of my lama lama sonam taught me this right at the beginning. He said. I want you to write down like your life, like age one to where you are now and like mark the years and just write down every memory that you can come up with around each age, any big memories, any big events, and just like look at all of them. And then you can make a line and like, oh, that was a high point. That was a low point. Like that was a low point. That was a high point. And the older you get, the more you do this practice, you're going to realize it's like this. Mm hmm. And that whenever you got low, something, something came into your life and picked you back up. And you just need to notice that and like really spend time looking at all those times in your life when that happened to you. Because I've been through like my background is like not pretty. 
but the lowest moments of my life, something or someone or some sign has showed up and I, and I take it and I don't even notice it. I'm not like my sign. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to follow that. That's when my journey with trust started was looking at this path that it really is up and down and that the universe really never like left me alone on the street. Like it really never left me high and dry and like that. Yeah. My worst fears never did happen. The universe never allowed that for me. Mm -hmm. And, and I think the journey continues with this belief, this really, really deep belief in a, the light in the world, the positive energy of the world and B the universe supports life. Life supports life. Mm. And this idea that when humans were created, when flowers were created, nobody was like hustling through to make it happen. Life wanted things to, life wanted flowers to bloom. Life wanted humans to take over the world. Life wanted life to, to work out. Mm. And right now it's trying its best to work out. And that's why there's so much chaos because it's really trying to create some balance. And I just have this deep trust in the earth that she's here for us. She's here to support us, to take care of us. And all we have to do, Maddie, is witness her in return. That's all she wants from us is to just witness her and say, you made me, you've kept me alive this long and I trust in you can you trust in me and really have that relationship be a back and forth? Mm. It's almost like even just the fact that we're here should give us trust exactly. in a way. Exactly. I've been having this like existential thought lately in like a really positive way, but I'll, I'll be like driving in my car or I'll be like on a coaching session and like my mind will literally just go, dude, like you're on a floating rock in the middle of space right now like I don't know why this keeps happening to me and then I'll just I'll just be going about my day I'm like cooking food and I'm just like holy shit like I'm just on a floating spinning rock Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. a little ant and I feel like when I was growing up I'd have like existential thoughts like this that really freaked me out like I would just be really overwhelmed about like you know what the Mm -hmm. fuck is happening why am I here exactly oh my god yes But recently, actually, I feel like I had that for like two or three years where my thoughts Mm -hmm. constantly were just like confusion, existential Mm. crisis. And then now I have these thoughts kind of like that. And it's so peaceful to me. I'm like, Mm. yeah, like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm on a floating rock. Everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. It makes everything lighter almost. Mm -hmm. And I I think that it makes it easier to trust. Yeah. When you just- Being born a human is the- ultimate blessing Mm. and that is like a huge thing that we preach in buddhism is like the chances of you maddie being born as a human is equal to if i took a handful of rice right now threw it on my wall and one piece of rice stuck to the wall that's the chance of your soul being born a human and so if you don't feel blessed as fuck after hearing how the chances are of being born a human then get into it. And that, you know, that's why I love the tradition that I come from, because it's like, oh my God, we're so lucky to be humans. Like we could, there's so many other realms you could be born into. And this one is beautiful and there's pleasure and there's food and there's nice clothes and there's all this fun stuff to play with in this human realm. And 
Ash is all I gotta say. Dude. <laughs> ah! Okay. What if, what if someone doesn't feel that way right now? They're feeling like being a human is not very great. Yeah. What what would you what would you say? I mean, of course, there's so much healing that goes into this. You can't just give like a oh, just do this and and then yeah. you'll love being a human. But um, maybe from like Buddhist teachings, you know, someone that's I just know, I'm like okay, let's just get right into the Buddhist teachings, girl. Yeah. Like, this is not what I was expecting. This um, is just I actually love that this is the direction that it's going in because yeah. there are the four noble truths. Mm-hmm. Four noble truths. Okay. So the first truth is that there is suffering. Like the world is a dark place, man. And this is where people get a little bit confused that Buddhists might be nihilists because we think like the world is dark and it's going to be dark and then you're going to die. And then that's it. Next life. Here I come. Like, no, the world is a dark place. And we have so much compassion for that. And if we can accept like, I'm going to suffer. People are going to die. I'm going to get sick. Bad things are going to happen. I'm going to feel fearful. Like, I will not get through this life without suffering. Like, I'm going to. It's going to be shitty. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny. The more I tell myself that, the easier life starts to feel. Like, okay, life is suffering. First noble truth that the Buddha shared is y'all life is suffering can we all accept and agree that it's going to be shitty because if we can accept and agree that with that then we can start to learn to transcend it Mm. so we could go through all the truths but the idea is at the end there is a way out Mm -hmm. there is a way out and my one of my biggest most personal biggest beliefs is that we're here on earth to accept that suffering is inevitable and figure out how to transcend it. And the way in my life are the teachings of the Buddha, but everybody gets to figure out their own way. And that's what's so special. Once you accept that life is gonna be shitty, it gets way fucking better. Like I know that, I hope this is coming across because I have experienced the darkest darkness. And just being told like, yep, it's going to be shitty for now. Yeah. You're going to get through it. Mm. It just made everything easier and really, really trusting and believing in the way, whatever your way is, you'll find it. Mm. Does that help? That helps so much and was so fucking beautiful. (laughs) I, I knew, I knew like before coming on this episode, like I had a feeling like this would be exactly what I need too like of course it's for my listeners too but I'm like I feel like Jane is just gonna spit some knowledge at me that just like changes my (laughs) life today because actually every time I talk to Jane she like changes my life which we'll get into that too but no that's so perfect and I think like the word I wrote down like when you were saying all that was just like acceptance right Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I find even in my life like it's (laughs) so it's like the resistance to what is, is the actual suffering. And I feel like once I learned that and now I like integrate it or see it in my life, I realize how true that is. Like the things that I'm afraid of aren't actually that bad. It's the fear Mm -hmm. that that is that 
bad Mm -hmm. or the anxiety is that. But if I were to just accept like, oh yes, this might happen to me or that might happen to me. And like, that's that it's, it's already starting to transcend, right? It's already Mm -hmm. starting to dissipate because I'm not resisting it so fucking much. Yeah. Wow. So I'm curious to hear, uh, if you're open to share, like, how did you, so also I love that you share and you say whatever it is for you, right? Like Mm -hmm. Jane isn't here to say like, you all need to be Buddhist. No way. (laughs) No. That's my fucking favorite part about Jane is she's just so like down to earth and real. You're like the epitome of like down to earth. She's not here to turn you guys Buddhist and say that's the only way. Your way is your way. But I'm curious to hear how you found your way. So you said you went through really deep, dark times because I'm <clears> guessing <throat> you were led to this path of healing because you were yes. not healed and then you yes. healed. So I'd love to hear <laughs> how, how you found your truth. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what works for you? Yeah. My story, man. So, um, you know what it was like to grow up in this town. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not of the religion of this city. I was actually raised very Catholic. Um, and I actually loved being Catholic. It's very spiritual, very similar to Buddhism. Um, still very devout family, um, but different because they weren't the religion that everyone here is. And, you know, um, the interesting thing about growing up for me is that I fit in really well. I was really popular. I had I, to this day, have beautiful friends that I had growing up with. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I got by. But what was going on inside of me was feeling like such an outsider. A, because I was super spiritual from very young. My mom started taking me to to yoga classes when I was like eight. Because she she needed someone to feed this like indigo child she had. So I'm super grateful to her for that. And then, you know getting into high, it's funny, like, I don't talk about this a lot, I can feel my heart pounding, but getting into high school, and, like, realizing all these girls wanted to, like, make out with guys, and me being, like, what's wrong with me, I don't want to do any of that, like, and feeling so confused, but, like, being so unwilling to look at the little voice that was, like, you might just like girls, like, no, 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 I'm not even gonna go there, I just need to get out of Utah and find some like other cute boys, which I didn't do. I ended up going to college with a boyfriend that lived here. Whole other story. (laughs) I get to college in Oregon and have like the most giant culture shock of my life. And eventually, so this whole time, I would say from about age 13 up until college, I have like a very minor eating disorder, like very minor disordered eating habits that maybe were normal for a girl like me, maybe not, I don't know. But by my sophomore year, they had manifested to such an extreme level. I went about three months without eating anything. Mm. And my body was like keeping up with me, but my brain was like shutting down. It was crazy. I still went to work. I still did school. I did everything. I was fully functioning, but something in me was like breaking. And my friends around me could tell like something is breaking in her. Like she needs help. And finally one night I broke down and my mom talked to me into like going 
to the health center and like checking myself in for treatment. So that's what I did. I was so resistant to accepting that I had a problem, but they were very clear, like you have a serious problem and like, we need to get you some help. And so I ended up going home early, going back to Salt Lake City, which was like so hard for me going home. And I was supposed to start treatment again. I didn't, I was like, and this is my thing y'all. I was talking to someone about this this morning. I thought I could heal myself. I got this. I'm going to get my act together. Mm. If you need help at fucking ask for help, don't waste a year not getting help. Yeah. Anyways, finally, I get to a point where I have another breakdown. I decide to recheck myself in for treatment. I take a medical leave off of school. All this stuff in my body is shutting down. Like my heart is covered in infections. Like all my organs are like really, really bad situation, really bad situation. I'm in the hospital all the time. I didn't know. I don't even know who this girl is anymore. This is all just part of that past, right? Like going to sleep at night, not sure if I would wake up in the morning because they told me like my heart was under so much stress that like I couldn't go on walks anymore. I had to stop like all physical activity and drop out of school and focus on getting better. Wow. So that was like a huge turning point for me. And I had nothing to do for a semester. They wouldn't let me do anything. I would go to the doctor on Mondays, the nutritionist on Wednesdays, the therapist on Fridays. But between that, it was about like getting your meals in. Mm -hmm. And so this magazine that I was interning for that I ended up working at for a long time, they had an advertisement for an eight week introduction to Buddhism course. And I saw it and it was like, I should do this. I should do this because here's the thing. And this is earlier when we were talking, I mentioned spiritual depression. Mm -hmm. This whole time that I was in treatment, I was desperate for a meditation teacher, like just some spiritual teacher to come into my life and say, like, let me help you. Because the talking and the doctor's visits and the checkups and the damn nutritionist, they were not helping me. They were just keeping me alive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, none of y'all are helping whatever spiritually is so broken in me that I cannot seem to heal. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I had nothing to do for the semester. And I just felt so excited to like pay $50 and be in this eight week course. I could not wait. And my Tuesday nights at that course became my life. And I walk into this temple, which was an old ward house in downtown Salt Lake City. Oh, it was in person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so foreign. Wait, no, this is times. All right. Yeah, this is back in the day. Downtown Salt Lake City, there's this gorgeous Buddhist temple that no one knows is there. What? And I walk up these red stairs to the top and oh my God, like I wish I could relive this experience of like walking in there and just being like, and I, at this point, I've probably been to like 30 different meditation groups in town. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and I'm just like, I'm finally home. Like, oh my God. It literally was just like, this is what I've been looking for. And that place saved my life. And I kept going every week. I never stopped going. I kept going. That place gave me the strength to finally come out and say, Mm -hmm. I'm gay, take me or leave me. I took full refuge in Buddhism, completely dedicated myself to this um, specific temple. And then about two and a half years ago, the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life joins the congregation and 
I meet my girlfriend. And this whole place is just, that's my path. That place was everything to me. It saved my life. Oh, don't cry. I am like full on crying right now. Oh, ready? why? Because I'm so happy. Oh, I know. It's, Today's been like a happy tears kind of day good. for me. And you just, yeah, you just hit my mm-hmm. heartstrings. It's like I have seen such darkness. Mm-hmm. And like if anyone is listening and you think like I just have to make a plug, like if you think that you have any issues around food or your body image or you think you have an eating disorder or you self-harm or you're just depressed as fuck or you're just anxious as fuck. Like, I feel you so hard. I'm so here for you and you can get better. Mm. 100% can get better. And if anyone tells you you're going to deal with your whole, this your whole life and this is just something you're going to cope with your whole life, I say, fuck them. You can heal from this. You can completely. And in Buddhism, we believe in rebirth. Your body recreates cells every seven years. Mm. So I'm coming up on five years now that I took refuge in Buddhism. My body will be a completely new body pretty soon, if that makes sense. Wow. My spirit and soul and all my memories and my DNA will still be here, but you can change. This person that I just told you about, like, it's painful to tell you about because I don't even remember her very well you know, but that person needs to have a presence in my life so that I can do the work that I'm doing Mm -hmm. because those those are the people that I want to be there for. Cause I, this one man and this one Buddhist temple was there for me. Mm -hmm. I was looking everywhere. So Mm -hmm. I want to be seen, you know, for people that need it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that and there's like there's no doubt in my mind that I mean yeah there's just like just like that that course just like came to you and you felt inspired Mm -hmm. like someone is just gonna feel inspired to maybe someone that doesn't even listen to this podcast they're gonna just see Mm -hmm. this episode and be like huh maybe -hmm. I'll listen to this one Jane that's a cute name I'll listen to this one and right they're gonna hear exactly what they need to hear by you having like the strength and the courage and the confidence to talk about something that is Mm. maybe not pleasant to like bring back up but yeah that is so necessary to um the the growth of others and that brings me back to I don't know how to pronounce exactly but the bodhisattva oh bodhisattva because I googled it yeah what the meaning is can you explain what that means exactly yes so I feel honored that you googled it it's like you did your research for me that's so cute I did do my research you're so cute I'm always doing my research on you I'm like what's Jane doing today <laughs> so um I love that you asked me this because I think you're a bodhisattva mm-hmm. um but specifically when I took refuge in Buddhism I took bodhisattva vows which are very simple I won't lie I won't kill I won't steal. I won't create any sexual violence. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I won't lose my mind. I won't get out of my mind, um, which means, you know, taking in any toxins that kind of really take you out of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the vows of the Bodhisattva. And then, it, and then it's a commitment. When you take the Bodhisattva vows this lifetime and every single lifetime after this, I will be reborn as a Bodhisattva here to serve mm-hmm. and relieve the suffering of others. Mm -hmm. So everything that I do, everything that I do is always for the benefit of all other beings. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, I'm here to serve the world. Everything that I do is with the hopes of making the world more loving, more kind, um, more joyful place. Mm -hmm. And so I take those vows very, very seriously in my own life. And there are so many people around the world who are doing the same thing. They just never took Bodhisattva vows. And um, and yeah, there's famous Bodhisattvas in history and there's many, many in the world right now who are actively praying and practicing and accumulating positive merit into the world every single day. And maybe that's comforting for somebody to hear that we're really, people like you and me, we're working really hard out there to bring more light to the world. Yeah. I love that. Well, cause that's very similar. Like I, obviously the internet isn't always accurate, but yeah, I was saying someone that's like pretty much like enlightened, like reached Nirvana, but they hold off from like completely diving into that portion of their life mm-hmm. because they want to stay back and like serve others. Exactly. It's and like that- you kind of renounce enlightenment in a way because you'll, I'm going to become enlightened to as much as my human body can take it. Yeah. But I'm going to keep being reborn again and again and again to serve. And that's just my soul's mission. It's not like I really had a choice. How did you know it was your soul's mission? (sighs) Oh, it's so deep, girl. So here's the thing. And I really hope this resonates with anybody. I am a white girl, white parents, Catholic family, very Irish Catholic family. Mm. very spiritual, very privileged, educated. And I walk into a Buddhist gompa and we're, they're chanting in Tibetan. And it is just familiar. It is just like home. Like they give me my, once I finally like converted and got my first scripts and I'm reading them and I have them memorized like in two days, I'm like, it's like I already know everything. It's really weird. And my girlfriend kind of teases me because she'll say like, if you want to know something about Buddhism, ask Jane. Like she she will probably know because it's like, it's just like in, in you. Yeah. It's so familiar. Like I have a drum at the Gompa. We haven't been able to be there. I don't have a drum here. And I'm like, my drum like connects me back to my past lives when this was my work. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, It's just where it's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I Did I answer your question? <laughs> yes. You're answering every question so perfectly that I almost don't know how to respond afterwards. Like I just kind of am like, yes. Okay. I love you. Um, yes. You answered it so perfectly and I can relate to you so much. And I was actually going to bring this up. I was like, as I was just like going throughout my morning, kind of like thinking about 
like what we were going to talk about today, I kept thinking about spirituality. Like I wanted to bring up on this episode, like what even is spirituality? What does it look like? What does it not look like? Can you be like this and be spiritual? Can you be like that and be spiritual? Because there's, you know, I was telling Jane before we started recording, like there's so much misconception or just like, if you're spiritual, you have to be into crystals, if whatever. Just, just this whole thing around the ride. Why are you laughing at me? I'm like, do you have your crystals nearby? Prove it to me that you're a spiritual girl. I actually do. <laughs> but because they're cute and because they're pretty. Yeah. Exactly. Girl. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Finish your question. You're totally fine. Yeah, I'm really getting into spirituality. I just ordered all these crystals. Like, let's go, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and that's a part of it. I am not bashing on anyone that's into crystals. No, I love crystals. Too. I love it. But there is just this rise of spirituality and a lot of confusion about what it is, what rituals you have to have, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, even for a long time, not a long time, but there is like a portion as I was like getting into the spiritual online space where I was Mm -hmm. like, wait, am I not spiritual because I don't have all these like rituals that are kind of a little witchy or things like that. And I was like, what is going on here? Um, (laughs) Nothing to do with what I was just about to say. What I was about to say was when I first started like my kind of like spirituality switch and one of my mentors started like sharing things with me and she started you know, I was like at a really, really low point. And my dad had just given me a book by Eckhart Tolle. And so she's like, so she was like, okay, here's the time I need to kind of talk to her. I think Mm -hmm. she, she knew that she needed to like, uh, kind of explain some things to me. So she started kind of telling me some teachings. Um, and I remember her just telling me all of this and it was like, literally, I was like in turmoil, like bawling my eyes out, sobbing, like, just not okay and she like told me all of this these teachings and I was like peace literal peace and literal like familiarity like I was almost like oh my god thank you so much for reminding me like how did I forget this yeah and then she would tell me more and I started reading Eckhart Tolle and this is how I knew like after being like Mormon for 18 years of my life and hearing you know going to other churches and hearing other teachings the reason I knew that like this was truth or what I was like diving into and how my life path was going was like truth mm-hmm. was it was like, oh, duh. Like, oh, like, of, of course, this is the mm-hmm. truth. Of course, this is the way there was just no doubt or questioning. It was like, I always knew it. And someone just needed to remind me. Exactly. That was it. And um, sorry, I just talked for a long time right there. But that's beautiful. It's about remembering. We're here to remember. Yes. And that's why when we're young kids, like I was, I was like the most head in the clouds little kid, like so happy, Mm -hmm. like in my little spirit realm, because I remembered it so well. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, it was like society started cementing into me and And I really think that like a lot of these mental illnesses that we manifest is like our soul forgetting how magic we are and remembering is what makes you spiritual, okay? Mm -hmm. So when you realize that you are a divine human and that humans are inherently spiritual, whether you wanna be or not, Mm -hmm. you are a divine human being 
And I think to me, first of all, spirituality is however you define it. You have to define that for yourself. Second of all, the second you remember that you are a divine being and that you came to this earth to like experience love and joy and pleasure and like awakening, you're spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like if you believe in anything higher than <laughs> what's in front of you, you're spiritual. But I think that that's something we have to define for ourselves. Yeah. And a lot of people nowadays are trying to define it for us. They're trying to define exactly. a lot of things for us, not just spirituality, mm-hmm. but who we should be in the world, what kind of work we should do, what we should be charging for our services, what should we should be wearing, what we should be posting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that you, you bring up, I mean, this, we are on a floating rock, you guys. <laughs> We have named and labeled and chosen everything and anyone that tells you to, you should be defining this this way. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, Mm -hmm. we get to choose what we want this to be and that to be and how we want this to be. So I love that. I'm feeling really inspired to bring back this conversation of like just really quickly. I don't know why I feel Mm -hmm. so inspired to touch on this because this is something also I feel very passionately about is this idea of mental illness being something you are just born with or given and there's nothing Mm. you can do about it, right? Just you have this and that sucks. You just have to. And you'll never recover. You'll never recover. Oh, you just have to deal with it. Your life's just going to be hard. Like poor you kind of Mm. thing. And I personally believe because I got out of a really, really depressive state Mm -hmm. after going to therapists and then not working out and me just healing on my own Mm -hmm. um and so I feel really passionately about like sharing the word of like you can heal yourself you can get better you can be anxiety um Mm -hmm. I don't know can can you speak a little bit oh my god I can speak on it (laughs) let me jump in girl okay So we're not meant to have this amount of mental illnesses. We're not. We're not meant to have cancers, all these diseases. We're not meant to have any of this, okay? Mm -hmm. And we're in a society that is right now, that's just the human realm. This is just the existence that we have right now. It's just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, and I had doctors tell me, you're going to deal with this for the rest of your life. You're always going to have panic attacks at the dinner table. You're always going to be stressing about food. You're always going to be obsessed with your weight. And all you need to do is learn to manage it. Mm. And this is kind of that like AA concept of like, hi, I'm Jane. I'm an anorexic. And I'm here to remind myself of that every day and drill it into my head. And so that I stick with it really well, you know, and luckily pretty soon that option for mental health was disproven they're like let's not use 12 steps around mental health patients that doesn't work very well Mm -hmm. because the idea is that when you're constantly identifying with this issue it's running your life girl man boy whoever's listening Mm -hmm. it's running your life yes and the more that you identify with that the less space you're giving yourself to believe that you can be free from it someday. And this is where manifestation and the practices that you share can fucking change your life. So when I was in, when I went back into treatment, there was this book that I read that was really helpful. That was like, 
write out your perfect day and your healed life. Mm. And so I wrote out a day where I like, I woke up and I didn't feel anxious and I had breakfast with my boyfriend and like, we went on a walk and then I went to school and I, and I had on this cute outfit and I, and I ate lunch with my friends and then I, I cooked dinner and like, I got groceries and like, I just described a really, really boring, typical day in my life, but that would have been my dream. Mm-hmm. Every morning I woke up and I looked at that and I just really believed, like, I know that I can have that someday. Mm-hmm. And that is why, like, what you share is to me so spiritual and like, so life-changing because that's, that's some of the stuff that helped me believe I could recover. And I had so much anxiety so much anxiety and they would just give me pills for it and I was just like I'm trying to heal y'all and that's why I had a really hard time with western medicine is that it was like I'm trying to heal and I feel like you give me band-aid after band-aid and I was spending so much money on treatment mm-hmm. and they didn't even believe that I could recover someday and it was actually in a book that this book that like changed my life and it inspired me to create my own course which I'm currently working on this book like told me you can recover and this book was written by people who were recovered and I realized no one in my treatment facility had recovered from an eating disorder like thank god they wanted to support us but they hadn't had that experience Mm -hmm. they were using science and psychology and to be told by women who had recovered who were doctors to tell me you can and you will that was fucking huge that was life-changing Mm-hmm. And to add on to these labels that we collect, right? Another one is just just constantly identifying myself as gay, lesbian, queer, woman, all the time, and allowing that to be like a label that brings me prejudice. Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's these labels that we use, like, well, they don't like me because I'm gay. They probably just don't like you because you, they don't like you. Get over it. Like, don't blame it on that shit. You know what I mean? Like, don't use all of these labels that you use to describe yourself anymore. And one day I did a live stream and I was like, I'm white, I'm privileged, I'm queer, I'm Buddhist, like, because we're in this era of you got to have your PC labels down, girl. Yeah. My, my teacher, who was a black man from Brooklyn, called me immediately after I posted that live stream. And he was like, girl, stop with all the labels stop identifying yourself. You are you. And I was like, can I drop every label that I've ever used to describe myself and just be like Jane? Yeah. Is that okay? And he was like, please start doing that. (laughs) So that is like a big, like mind blower for me. Yeah. It has given me so much freedom in my life. Oh my God. Like this is why, like, I swear we are fucking soul sisters yes to all of that and a lot of what you just said is a lot of what I like wish to say so much sometimes um I mean it's not always like this space to say it on my platform but what I just want to preach to others and sometimes I'm just not sure how to say it but like when we when we take a label and we, we identify with it, we're actually manifesting it even more because what you mm-hmm. foco- focus on, like where, where your focus goes, energy flows. So if you're focusing on 
oh my God, I can't do that because I'm anxious. Oh my God, I don't want to do anything because I'm depressed. I have depression. Or the big one is seasonal depression. I actually had someone ask me if I could do a podcast episode on seasonal depression. And I was like, I can't even do a whole podcast episode about it because I have one sentence. Just stop calling, like stop waiting for your seasonal depression. Yeah. And it won't come because Mm -hmm. once you have that one low day, Mm -hmm. then you classify it as a seasonal depression. And now, now it is. Maybe even it wasn't, it wasn't a depression, but mm-hmm. now it is because you, we grab it and we like manifest that into our lives. Um, and how can we heal exactly? Like, how can we heal from something if we're pretty much telling ourselves like we can't mm-hmm. heal, like it's just something we have, mm-hmm. there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, there's a lot of things we label ourselves to even like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm not artistic. This is something I've been talking about a lot on my platform lately. And with mm-hmm. my clients is like, cause I'm experiencing this thing where I used to say like, oh, like I'm, I'm just not athletic. I'm not uh, artsy. I'm not creative. Like I'm not a good stylist or I, I'm so bad with this. I'm so bad with that. And I'm like, I'm, bad with those things and I'm not creative and I'm not artistic and I'm not sporty because I literally told myself that I'm not and I've just been clinging that to that my whole life exactly like your body is listening to you your body's like okay got it every moment every Every moment moment. yes yeah if you drop something and you say like oh my god I'm so clumsy I'm so stupid Mm -hmm. okay and so it is exactly um another big one for me was clumsy Oh my God. I'm so clumsy. I'm so clumsy. I made more little mistakes in my life when I classified myself as clumsy. Mm -hmm. And as I let go of it, Mm -hmm. gone. I'm not anymore. Just because I exactly like that's how, and it's like, you're speaking to how powerful, like we really are like the mind. And I know that we both preach this, like until the moon comes out, but like we, uh, our minds are so powerful so powerful you can heal your your whole body I had infections in my whole all my organs horrible 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 I was on so much medication Mm -hmm. and I'm not joking you what I learned in Buddhism the practices that I did to train my mind is what healed me yes it was not the medication that's all I'm gonna say (laughs) well I have another thing to say I'll say more but I'll just stop there (laughs) Well, that's the last thing you're going to say. I have like 50 more things. Podcast to say. over. Uh, <laughs> wait, fuck. What did you just, what were you just saying? Um, oh, 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 oh. So I've been having this predicament lately. This is getting like really deep and like weird with you guys. Like I want to just talk about something I've been going through. And I think I kind of was telling Jane, I've been having this experience where I'm like, am I completely suppressing my emotions Or do I really just not feel bad anymore? Because I work with so many people that are on their healing journeys and going things, right? Like going through things, my clients and group coaching clients or just people I talk to in the DMs. And I've started like realizing, I'm like, wow, like I have some low days, right? I have lower days. I have days where like, I I, I guess you would classify them as bad days, but I just don't have... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bad moments. So yeah. I've been going through this thing. I'm like, am I suppressing my emotions or have I really done the work on myself that like 
I have so much inner peace, almost nothing can touch me. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think I'm realizing now that it truly is the work that I've done on my mindset. My mindset is so strong. And this is coming from someone who completely classified as depressed. Don't talk to me. Don't touch me. Don't get me out of bed. Mm -hmm. I told the school I had mono because I was so depressed. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I literally don't get sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to good. Exactly. We're supposed to feel good. And it's a, it's a frequency thing. You talk about frequencies a lot. Like if you're buzzing at this frequency, you're going to stay there. And when you start buzzing at a higher frequency, you tend to stay there. Maybe some days you're a little bit lower. Maybe some days you're a little bit higher, Mm -hmm. but the idea is, okay, what do I want to say here? Okay. I love when you talk to yourself like that. So it's so, no, it's so calming to me. I'm like, oh, just want to make sure I'm being really clear because there's a few things happening here. One of them is you have changed so much in your outer world. Mm -hmm. The things around you aren't as shitty anymore. Mm -hmm. You've got a guy who treats you well. You got a job that you love. You love your surroundings. You know what I mean? Like that's fucking huge. Cause I know, I know we relate to being in a relationship with someone that makes you feel like shit all the time. And you're like, why can't I be happy? Why is it so hard to be happy? Oh, because I'm hanging out with this person that makes me feel like shit. Why don't I get, you know? So, and this is what we, in my sanctuary program, like first step, look around you, sister. What's happening around you that's making you feel like shit? You need to upgrade what's around you. Then that's when you can start to figure out what in me is feeling so down. And, and there's something that like this little like moment came up when you said, I don't really have bad days anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't really have bad days anymore either because for me to have a bad day that means that I have a low emotion right let's just assume I'm having a bad day because I woke up feeling really down and then I didn't do anything about it and so I kind of kept spiraling and then I like decided to skip breakfast because like I was already feeling shitty so now I kind of feel worse and like Now I'm being like shitty to my girlfriend because I feel shitty and now she's pissed off and I don't know why it has nothing to do. Did you see where like, we just let that day take us down until it's the end of the night and you're in a panic attack and you're crying and you want to die. This was my life so many fucking days in a row because I had no idea how to manage my emotions. Mm -hmm. And so when we give our, when we give ourselves space to feel what we're feeling in that moment, And then just really simple questions. What can I do right now to feel a little bit better? And I I like sound like, I sound like you. Yes. (laughs) What can I do right now to feel a little bit better? And that's why y'all, when I wake up in the morning, I don't see no messages on my phone. I don't look at anything. I like, everything is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Meditate. I read a little, I journal, I drink my coffee. I'm not going to let anybody fuck with my beginning of the day because mm-hmm. I want to have a good day. Now something happens that throws me off. That's shitty. Maybe old Jane would let her take that down for sure. I'll, I'll just go down with the whole day, but no, it's like, it's kind of like how I message. I voice messaged you earlier today. And I was like, Maddie, I'm feeling kind of sad today. And then like 30 seconds later, I'm like giggling and I'm like, <laughs> but now I don't. <laughs> I feel like really, really low 
oh, <laughs> never mind. 30 seconds into this message, I'm feeling great. <laughs> like, you know what? Actually, no, I'm okay. And and I really believe so much in like letting your friends hold space for you in that way or letting yourself hold space for you in that way. Journaling, like, I'm feeling kind of low today. Like, why is that? Or like you talk to your friend and then your friend can be like, yeah, remember how life is suffering? And you're like, oh yeah, it is. Like, what can I do to feel better right now? Like, and then go, go do that, whatever it is. Even if you're working, like try to be nicer to people around you. You're going to feel better. Like, yeah, it really is just a desire to feel better. Like Mm -hmm. really just a Mm -hmm. desire to feel better. And Mm -hmm. like committing to that, literally my journal entries, they look like, I feel weird. I Mm -hmm. feel sad, question mark. Mm -hmm. I feel overwhelmed, question mark. I feel like I'm falling behind or I kind of feel like I'm falling behind. Why do I feel like I'm falling behind? Oh, because I saw this person. Her journey is so different than mine. And then I'm like, ooh, that thought felt really, really good for me to like write down or think, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, everyone's journey is different. Why is my journey the best journey. Why is my journey mm-hmm. perfect? And I'm like, oh my God, my journey is perfect because of this. What do I like about my journey? And it's almost like you give space to your emotions, but then you say you handle it instead of letting it feed into the rest of your mm-hmm. day. And yeah. that's where I think I also get confused with some of the teachings that I see I really like try not to consume a lot of like online stuff. I try to like stick with like teachers and like books and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Thank you. (laughs) But books are a great way to learn. (laughs) Yes. But even, even in books, right. They all say like, uh, create space for your emotions, feel your emotions. Mm -hmm. You have to feel your emotions. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people take this as just feel my emotions. And even if it's bad, that's okay. And just like, let it like Mm -hmm. bubble and be there Mm -hmm. and feed into everything. And I want to like clear that up and say, like, feel your emotions with the intention of feel to heal, Mm -hmm. feel it Mm -hmm. so that you can heal it and like make it better. Not don't create space for your emotions as in, oh, you feel angry today and that's okay. Just, I mean, it's okay for you to feel angry at first, Mm -hmm. but then you can't just give yourself permission to be angry all day to everyone. Exactly. Every way. Mm -hmm which I see that a lot, which is hard. Um, yeah. There's this analogy that my teacher, one of my teachers gave me, which is like, when you're feeling the way that you're feeling and it's like a low vibration and it's like not the way you want to feel, give yourself the space to be in there and then notice when you're just like bathing in the muck. Like yeah. when you're like, okay, I want to like clear this now because there has to be and this is why I teach so much about opening the heart there has to be an openness to feeling better Mm -hmm. and a lot of people aren't open to feeling better because they're so used to feeling down and what you might be experiencing is actually what a lot of like people who are in sobriety start to realize is that they're like wait I've been feeling really good and peaceful and there's like no chaos in my life. And like, it, oh shit, like it, it, are things about to get really bad? Like, or am I like, did I just become super ignorant that like things are, you know? And it's like, no, honey, your life is no longer chaos and depression and anxiety anymore. And you're just feeling better. 
And yeah. like, you're, you're just adjusting to it. And the more and more that you adjust to it, the more and more we we're practicing what we call the middle way, where you're not having these crazy highs of like, ah, I'm on top of the world. Everything's amazing. That lead to these crazy lows. You're feeling more steady. Mm-hmm. And when you have a low, you know that it's going to end. You know that you're going to start voice messaging your friend and then you're going to like be giggling in 30 seconds and you're yeah. going to get over it, you know? And if you could give one like little baby step, right? I like to, you listen to the podcast. I love to give like a little baby step, like the tiniest little step that someone could make today. If someone is feeling the highest of highs some days and the lowest of lows and those lows that they feel like, mm-hmm. is it ever going to get better? What's one step? that you feel like they could take to get closer to a more stable life? Mm. Oh, I feel like I'm just going to give a really obvious cliche answer. Cliches are the cliche for a reason. Dude, just start meditating every day. Like, I'm sorry, like for Mm. me, and maybe this is helpful to be more clear. Mm -hmm. In my tradition, when you want to start meditating, we start you off with three minutes a day, mm-hmm. whether it's right after you brush your teeth in the morning or at night, we usually couple it with brushing your teeth because that's really easy to couple those habits. Mm-hmm. And I know that when we had our first session together, I was like, light a candle for five minutes, just observe it. Don't worry about all this mindfulness stuff. Don't worry about all this meditation stuff. Step mm-hmm. one is learning to focus your mind. We call it shine, calm abiding. So if you can just observe the flicker of a candle for five minutes Mm. and just appreciate the beauty of the flame. It changed my life so quickly, this small, small, small practice. Mm -hmm. And I know like, it's funny because I started teaching meditation when there was like nobody teaching meditation and now it's everywhere, which is so amazing. But I think people are like, I get it, meditate. And I just want to say like, observe the beauty of a flower for three minutes and tell me you don't feel better afterwards. Mm. Mm. And if you don't like get in touch with me, we can work together because there's so much for you here. And I was so desperate for someone to just teach me how to meditate for so long. Yeah. I, it's, I love that you bring up a quote unquote cliche because cliches are cliche for a reason. And people say things or preach things, or you hear something so many times for a reason. And sometimes it just takes that one person Mm -hmm. to say it or say it in a different way or impact somebody that is going to actually like, Mm -hmm. someone's going to hear it different. It's kind of like you can hear the same message over and over and over and over the same quote over and over and over and over scrolling past on Instagram. And one day Mm -hmm. you read it and it just like shifts things for you. It hits you. It like makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think people could ever hear cliches enough or even like the stuff that I say I don't know if you guys realize maybe you guys do but I say stuff over and over and over and over and over and because yeah that's what's gonna make it click one day right and it's like we need these reminders too like I need my reminders to meditate and that's like my job But, you know, it's like, if you are listening to this and you've been feeling a little bit unstable lately, like, how's your meditation practice going? Like, what can I do to help you recommit to it in this moment? Mm -hmm. Because if you're feeling manic and all over the place, you got to learn to steady your mind. 
Yeah. You can learn to study your mind in five minutes a day and eventually you'll crave more and you'll add more time and you'll get more into it because you'll like so much more how you how different you show up in the world after those five minutes that, yeah. that you'll just you'll come back and if you aren't then you need to take a really good look at yourself and how much you want to heal you have to be willing to heal mm-hmm. or you will not get there and I am the first person to tell you that trust me you got to be ready yeah and it's a very real thing like we want to be comfortable even if feeling shitty is more comfortable to us, Mm -hmm. we want to be comfortable. So, you know, it it is like a big reason why people say they want to feel better so much, but they just don't say actually don't want to feel better, which Mm -hmm. when I was learning about that or realized that it kind of blew my mind. I'm like, what do you mean? Like people don't want to feel better, Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes we're just not, not ready for it. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're listening, just remember, like, we are not, humans are not made to feel bad. We are not here to have mental illness. We are not here to feel chaotic. We are here to experience beauty and love and connection and relationship. And um, yeah, I feel like it's a little lost right now, but people like Jane are bringing us back to the Um, also I love that you brought up the environment thing because I'm just now realizing that how big a part of that is like, Mm. uh, you're not going to have anxiety if nothing, if you create your life and manifest your life in the way that there is nothing around you, that's going to give you anxiety. So Mm -hmm. that's huge. Mm -hmm. The last thing I want to dive into is this conversation of my Akashic records reading. Well, just, just, <laughs> just the Akashic records in general, but I just have to say one more time, you guys, like how many, I think I've already talked about this like three times on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I have never experienced anything like this. Like literally I would feel an emotion and Jane instantly would like respond to it. Mm. And yes. Okay. I, I like want to give all of the credit to you, but I know you're just being the channel, right? Mm-hmm. Very fucking clear channel. Yeah, it's your records that spoke to you. Yeah, but to toot your horn, you're a really fucking clear channel, obviously, mm-hmm. because if the things that were coming through during my session were that like um, just for me, it was so mm-hmm. clear, like, so it was one of those like remembering things like she was mm-hmm. saying things and I was like it wasn't Jane saying it anywho um how did you become such a clear channel and like build up your intuition mm-hmm. um and yeah can you just talk a little bit more about mm-hmm. intuition relationship with the universe how to hear hear messages see messages I want to just know your experience okay Wow, there's so much. So I know. I, think, I, I asked like eight questions and one I, I didn't. know it's so good. It's so I think that wow, like I don't hmm. it's bringing me back to this like spiritual thing for a second because hmm, what do I want to say here? Okay, so 
I think the, the first thing I want to say about the gifts that I have as a channel is that I don't believe I would have these channels open if it weren't for the masters that I have worked with in the Vajrayana tradition. And I feel like I don't give that enough credit because it's so personal, you know, it's so private, like the things that happen with me and my Rinpoche's and my llamas and what we do in Nepal and all of that stuff that we would call like Tibetan Buddhism can be very secretive that way. Mm. That kind of stuff. I just feel like it's important for me to say that without my teachers, I would not have these abilities. And so I got really curious about um, Reiki, just kind of just because I was a teacher that I, I liked was offering a training and I just, I wanted to learn more about it. And my friend was really interested. So we decided to do it together. And, and it was another one of those aligned things. It was such a fun day. It was like such an amazing experience. And I immediately started practicing for people and when I told my teacher that I started practicing Reiki, he was like, you know, you've already had all of those attunements. And I was like, oh, cool. That's why I'm such a, that's why I'm so good at this. That's why it feels so natural to me. Then as I'm giving my sessions more often, I'm starting to like get really clear images of people's lives when I'm, when I have my hands on them. And it was very confusing. And I would like tell them like, this is what I saw. And they would just be like, they would either start crying or they'd be like, oh my God. And I'd be like, what the fuck do I do with this information? <laughs> you know, like yeah. I didn't really like it. And then I would talk to my teacher about it. And he's this like old master who just smiles and is like, yep, keep practicing. Like doesn't want to give me any answers. So um, pretty soon I like, I couldn't do my hands-on stuff and I had and I started doing um, remote Reiki like what I did with you mm-hmm. and and I'm and I'm feeling that but it's just like I'm really like I have got to learn how to get these skills going like I have got to and that's why the Akashic Records training was so amazing because it was like everything I wanted in a in a training that would help me activate these skills that I knew I had Everybody has these abilities. Some of us are more tapped in than others. Some of us have different senses that are more tapped in than others. Mm -hmm. And for me, seeing was just a really, really strong one. Some people hear or even smell or channel really directly. Channeling felt really, really hard for me at first. Like you see, and then you've got to practice getting those words out. I know that you're really good at just channeling directly. Mm -hmm. So... When I started this training, I was really intimidated to start doing the work. Um, but I have a few guides that appear to me, one in specific that appears to me every time I'm about to embark on something new, every single time he appears. And so when I started this training and I did my first time opening the records, there he was. And I just knew like, okay, I'm on the right path. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and as I'm giving the readings, I'm really nervous and really not trusting myself. And it was probably one of the greatest lessons in conquering your self-doubt 
and trusting yourself. And I get onto the reading with like the, in, the instructor and it's like your last reading, you give her a reading mm. and she kind of gives you, you're like, okay, you're good. You're ready to go. And I was so fucking nervous. I was so nervous. And I still watch that video to critique myself because I was so doubtful of my own gifts and my own clarity and what I was sharing. And sometimes we just need validation from other people, right? Like she was like, you've got it, girl. You're such a clear channel. Like go out and do your work. Like, please go out and do your work. And so it was really intimidating for me to start doing this work. And I think that the funny thing is that I act like it's me, Maddie. Mm. And it's not. It, like, it's not me. Like, I am not a business strategist. And I pretended to be one for you because those were the words that were coming through, you know, like, and <clears throat> so the more readings I give, and that's the funny thing that I, I shared with you already, like, the day I announced I was giving readings, I got booked up so fast. And I was so nervous to like explain to people what the Akashic Records are. And it was like, nobody cared. Everyone just booked right up with me. And I was shown the power of this, this work and how it's not me. It is my guides, it's your guides. And I just have gotten lucky enough to receive these blessings through my life that have made me the clear channel that I am. You're gonna make me cry again. Oh, that's so fucking cool. It's literally so fucking cool. Like, and it, it makes me almost cry because it's like, it's one of those, I, I feel like I went like a lot of my life without like knowing things for sure. Like someone would say something and I'd be like, okay yeah girl like Mm -hmm. great but you like say these things and you share like your wisdom and your story and it's like it's like so much truth it like makes me like cry almost Mm -hmm. (laughs) like does that make sense that's so cheesy but like I almost am so overfilled with like truth and like this just knowing that that's so um true and it's like so powerful to me literally makes me cry that's so fucking crazy um do you have any um, mm. so you you said everyone has these abilities, some people more than others, right? I've heard of a lot of people having more just like psychic abilities. For instance, like I I do not ever see anything, but or, or really hear anything, but things just come out of my, my mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Things just come out. But I'm curious for someone that's maybe not as tapped in or like they are having some of those experiences, but don't know how to control it. Mm-hmm. How can we get closer to our intuition? Mm-hmm. One, I think right off the bat, you're going to say meditation, right? Yes. <laughs> being, being still, being quiet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what else do you think can really aid us in Mm -hmm. being able to talk to our guides, being able to know what is, what is our guides and what is like a, um, a download and what is our mind creating, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Opening up the mind to be able to, well, you, okay. Let me be more clear. 
step one is going to be meditating so that we can start to decalcify the pineal gland, which is so responsible for all of our psychedelic intuitive experiences, <clears throat> which I know, you know, all the stuff we've done in our lives has made it all cemented up and it can be very, very hard to get in touch. So that's why meditation is a really big, important first step, clearing the mind, then preparing the body is going to be a really important step, energy work, movement, yoga, self-healing, whatever it is, orgasm, that's a great energy work. Mm -hmm. So those, those are two things that I would get practicing if you're someone who like really wants to get more tapped in. And then besides those things, it's like playing games, like, Okay, here's one that could help. Like, I'm just like seeing my, like get a deck of cards and start practicing with cards because you can tap into your intuition. Use There's tools you can use, right? People like to use pendulums, yeah. um, but don't get wrapped up in all the tools either because here's the, here's the little games you can play. Like for me, I always say like, if someone comes to mind, message them. Mm -hmm. if someone comes to mind like they might need something you act on that if you get a feeling like oh I think that maybe I should turn right today even though I always go left like go right you might have just saved your life or someone else's mm -hmm. these little games that we play like pay more attention to them and then this is something that I have been working on in the last year is like I feel really strongly like something's going to happen. And then I just tell someone, like, I'll tell my girlfriend, like, I'm pretty sure that like this week, this is going to happen. And normally we would keep that stuff to ourselves. Like, you're crazy. You're such a weirdo. Why do you think that's going to happen? And if you just say it, that is actively trusting your own intuition and your own inner knowing, which is so strong, which is always looking out for you. If you can practice more listening to it and then being like, oh my gosh, I feel like I need to call this person right now and then do it. You might be saving their life. Like these little things, or even like, I always know when my teacher's about to call me. Like I always know five minutes before he's going to call me. And now like, I just count on it. Like, oh, okay. I better get ready because he's going to call in five minutes. And like <laughs> those, th these little things that we can do throughout the day, even like watching RuPaul's Drag Race, I'm going to guess the winner. I'm going to know the winner. I know it. I'm going to feel into it. Like yes. little games that you can play. I'm going to guess what my partner wants for dinner tonight. Like I'm just going to guess. And you learn that a lot of your intuition is like trained intellect and intelligence. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it's just spirit talking to you. And I think that the more we can give ourselves the opportunity to practice it and play with it, mm -hmm. the more you'll see it coming online. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think this like all kind of ties back to like trust in yourself, right? Like your whole story about you just needing to trust yourself, like getting over like self doubts, right? Feeling like you don't have the answers because you really, really do have the answers. Everyone has the answers. Everyone, um, yeah, you, you have the answers and we have each other to help guide each other to the answers, right? And to share more truth so that we remember it. But everyone has their answers. You know what's right for you. And that's why, um, you know, you said earlier, um, Buddhism is for you, but that might not be for the listeners, maybe mm -hmm. for some, 
maybe mm-hmm. not for some, maybe for them, it's something different. And it's your listening to your intuition and what you need is what's going to guide you to what's mm-hmm. right for oh you. My gosh, especially when it comes to your spirituality. Yeah. And I feel like now I'm just like coming back to your question about spirituality. Yeah. How should I, what should I do? What should I like? I had this great call with a client once and I wished we had recorded it because she was like, I feel like I'm just appropriating all of these cultures every time I do something, but I feel like I'm supposed to do this and this and this. And it's like, girl, get rid of all the tools that you think you need. Trust Mm -hmm. me. If you could see the amount of shit I have on my shelf right here that Buddhists need to do our practices, Mm -hmm. we don't need any of that. We just love it. It's ritual. It reminds us. Mm -hmm. So when I hold something like this and I'm like, this is so familiar to me, Mm -hmm. it reminds me of a past life when this was my life. Mm. If you feel that way when you pick up a crystal or when you pick up a singing bowl or anything, when you pick up a book, just let it, let yourself follow that. Mm-hmm. Don't let some girl on the internet tell you you need a quartz singing bowl. Like mm. that, no. Don't let anyone on the internet tell you what your spirituality should look like. Like that, if there's, I'm like, this is going to be like my big number one thing. Don't let anyone on the internet tell you how your spirituality should be because that is up to you. And it is about your journey of remembering. Mm -hmm. And my journey is remembering my Tibetan Buddhist roots. Now I can't push that on Maddie because I saw Maddie's past lives and she certainly was not in the Himalayas with me. Sorry, Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, you got to go with what your past lives have brought you into and you're actively dealing with that in your life right now and that's why I see you thriving because Mm. I saw the lives that you had before that got you to where you are now yeah so just remembering it is an act of remembering what makes you feel alive what makes you feel connected to the divine like when when were your most spiritual moments in life and why Mm. and like I don't follow a lot of follow a lot of spiritual people online because I don't like having anyone tell me. It's kind of like if you followed like 50 confidence coaches all day, you'd be like, shit, she's doing it that way. She's doing it. Maybe I should do this. Like I have a few like tight knit Buddhist friends that we follow each other and kind of make each other not feel so alone in the world. But other than that, if they don't resonate with you, if they don't make you feel warm, like you're remembering something, mm-hmm. let it go. Like, mm-hmm. There are so many people out there to resonate with. And if you don't resonate with some spiritual teacher on the internet, like let them go, let them go resonate with somebody else. Yes. Yes. Fuck yes, Jane. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is that helpful? So helpful. So helpful. Like I already feel how helpful that is for others too. Like I'm not as much experiencing that, right. Where I like I've, I've learned now through my coaching experience, like I have to Mm -hmm. just stay in my own lane. Right. And a lot Mm -hmm. of, a lot of teachings will like cross, like will cross paths a little bit, Mm -hmm. but you have to just stay in your lane and do what feels good to you. But I think that this is going to be like a sigh of relief for so many people thinking that they need to, like, I just did that episode on morning routines and so many girls. Oh yes. I listened to that. That was so good. 
right. Of just like, oh, thank God someone's giving me permission to like, oh, I can be successful and not have this 6 a.m. perfect morning routine, or I don't have to do these habits or do those habits or whatever mm-hmm. Gary V is trying to tell you to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just do what feels good to you. So exactly. thank you so much for that. You word things so beautifully. Aww. So to kind of wrap things up. Well, so first off, I just want to ask, is there anything else that is like coming through any topics, anything that you just, just want to say before I ask my last two questions? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think there's just one thing coming up from what I was just saying. If you are wanting, if you are feeling really curious about a spiritual tradition Mm -hmm. and you're afraid, because I get this question all the time, If you're afraid you're going to like appropriate someone's culture or something by burning your sage or your palisanto or whatever. If you're feeling that, and if you're feeling worried about that, first of all, that's great. You're super self-aware. You're not ignorant. Beautiful. Go research it. Mm -hmm. Like, Go research the roots of why do I want to do this? Like, why, why are crystals so cool? Or like, why do I want to read tarot? Like, instead of just like getting it and getting into it, I want you to go get, and this is, this is what I was on that coaching call. Like, go get into the roots of why you're curious about it, because that's what I did. And all it did was have the Tibetan community open their arms to me and welcome me in Mm -hmm. and give me the teachings I actually needed Mm -hmm. instead of just following someone on the internet who's like, very vaguely discussing Buddhism. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're interested in something, get into it. Like, don't, no more of the surface level spirituality, people. Like, no more. If you're curious about something, get into it, know about it, so that when Maddie Maple calls you and asks you to be on her podcast, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like, that's, and, and I think that that's something that the spiritual community needs so much right now mm-hmm. is, people who are on their platform. And this is maybe why lately I'm like, you have got to start sharing more Buddhism Mm -hmm. because I have put in the work. Mm -hmm. And if you could see all the times I was humiliated in a monastery or like yelled at in front of everyone at the Gompa, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you see the work that you go through to be on this path, you would have a lot more respect for it. And you might even be like, actually, no, I don't think that's the way I want to go. And I just think the spiritual community needs a little bit more of that reverence for tradition and going deeper into what you're curious about Mm -hmm. before you start sharing it and selling it, you know, Mm -hmm. in whatever way you you feel called. So that felt important to bring up. I don't think there's anything else. No, I love that so much. I love that the the surface level spirituality it's like and again we're not saying your spirituality needs to look this way or that way or has to be whatever but there's so much um potency and actually like diving into what sparks your curiosity that honestly Mm -hmm. if you could if I could just sum up manifestation like manifesting your dream life into like Mm -hmm. one little snippet it's like focus on feeling good and then just notice what catches your curiosity and don't ignore it Mm -hmm. yeah and that's like that's like finding your way on the spiritual path like yeah 
I was looking for home. I was this lost girl in America. Like, where's, where's the Himalayas? I got lost somehow. And then I found my home and everything got easier after that. Yeah. Mm, Thank you for sharing that. And I hope that Mm -hmm. inspires some of you to, yeah, go, go deeper, dive deeper. Um, Cool. My last two little questions. I want to give you space to share like your work and where we can find you. But first, if you, if, if little Jane at her lowest point in her darkest times was listening to the Breaking Butterfly podcast right now, what would you say to her? Oh, wow. I would say, Jane, if you tell the world that you're gay, everyone's still going to love you. So get over it. And I would also say the pain that you are feeling right now is your own creation. And so the joy that you're going to feel in your future when you figure out how to get the fuck out of this is also going to be your creation. And you're going to be so proud of yourself. Mm. Mm. yeah thank you for that yeah thank you for that um and then we'd love to hear what do you have going on in your life can you tell us all about your just so much going on tell us about like where we can find you how we can work with you sanctuary um the Yoga. Jane Aveda One is my Instagram. Yeah. So Jane Aveda One is my Instagram page. That's pretty much like every, you know, I'm an Instagram girl. I keep it all on there. I don't mess around with anything else. <laughs> um, so if you want to follow me, you can find me there. My website's janelion.me that has like all of my information, all of my offerings. Um, I teach a Zoom yoga class that is very surprisingly fun. It's Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 a.m. Mountain Time. If you want to join that, get in touch with me. Um, I am obviously giving Akashic Records readings and remote Reiki healings to anyone anywhere in the world. And if you want to get out of your spiritual depression, if you want to work with someone that's going to help you get out of that hole, if you want to work with me, my program is Sanctuary. If you want to work with me, you're going to work my program. (laughs) So my program is Sanctuary and it's so special because like I said, it starts with getting you grounded into the earth, into your reality. And then we learn about the wisdom of the chakras on our way up. And it's pretty much a super in-depth training on meditation, energy work, and the Akashic Records. We do work in the Akashic Records. We do a lot of Reiki healing and you get lots of really fun homework from me. If you like Maddie's homework, you'll like my homework. <laughs> I'm like, I want Jane's homework. Right? Yeah, lots of homework. Um, oh, and then I have um, my retreat coming up, Spacious Oasis in Northern Arizona. I only think we have a few rooms left. I don't know. Maddie might get the last room. So, um, But keep in touch for more retreat information. And then there was one more. Oh, um, February 20th, I'm having a... Reiki self-healing workshop. So pretty much what I did with you in our first session, I'm going to offer it in like a group workshop for like half the price. (gasps) So if you want to do like some energy work, you want to learn about how to meditate on the quantum field, you want to open up your channels and portals, you want some of this wisdom that I have like so gratefully accumulated passed on to you, Mm -hmm. check out this workshop. 
Um, I really haven't offered anything like this in a group setting, so I'm excited to share it with y'all. Oh, that's amazing. So many things. Jane always just is like the epitome of a healer, just, just healing in some way. Mm -hmm. I'm healing you this way. I'm healing you that way. Come, come over here. Come on this zoom link. link. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's really like, where are you at on your journey? Like, do you just need some yoga? Like, do you just need some yoga or like, are you like Maddie? And you're like ready to go in your past lives and do some deep fucking work. It's like, I will meet you wherever you're at on the path and I will hold your hand and I'll be your friend. And we'll just need Jane. That's that's it. They don't need the label. Just here. Just Jane. Exactly. I'm just here. Like, I'm so here to support you wherever yeah. you are. Mm, thank you so much for like opening that invitation. I feel like that invitation is so warm and I know a bunch mm. of my girls are going to hop on over your way, especially, um, I was going to say, especially with my recommendation. That sounded so, <laughs> so up. Oh, Daddy, I'm getting the Maddie seal of approval. But what I was trying to say is just like, I hope people hear my experience of working with you and realize like mm. how powerful it truly is. And, um, yeah, everyone needs some Jane in their life and they're getting some Jane in their life today. And I know they're going to want even more. And thank you so, 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 so much for your time and your energy, not only here on the podcast, but just with me and with others and with the world, like truly, truly just healing the world. It's very, very special. And I feel honored to call you a friend and a podcast guest. I love you. Thank you so much. You are doing it's so funny how much aligned our work is, even though it's so different, so different. but you also, you are showing up so consistently for so many people. And I appreciate you so much for shining so brightly um, because you've helped me a lot. You've supported me so much. And so it just means the world to know that we can support each other and that this show hopefully supports many, many people. So thank you so much, Maddie. It's really such an honor to be on your show. Of course. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. That is a wrap. Okay. All right, guys. It is just me again. Hi. (laughs) Welcome back. How was it? Did you enjoy that? I fucking hope you like soaked all of that in and like this is one. This is an episode I very, very rarely go back and listen to episodes that I have recorded, but this is one episode I will absolutely be listening to again um, because I just love like the more Jane I can get the better honestly um so again all of her information will be linked in the show notes her Instagram if you share this episode on your story please 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 tag me and her Jane of 801 um and let us know what you loved about this episode the takeaways that you received any breakthroughs that you had we would absolutely love to hear um just reach out to us on Instagram and you guys know where to find her to work with her and and be in contact with her which is super duper exciting she always always has fun things going on so Thank you so, so, so much for listening and tuning in and and being here for yourself and pressing play on this episode. It's so huge. Um, and, and yeah, I fucking love you guys and I hope you love this episode as much as I did. Um, and I will, yeah, I'll catch you in my next episode. Bye. <laughs>